Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Leach Report Radio Network presents Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. To interact with the show, call us at 859-280-2287. That's 859-280-CATS. Welcome back. Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk live from the iHeartRadio studios in downtown Lexington presented by Clark's Main Street Market Return Refresh and Refuel at Clark's, your trusted partner. Since 1904, Stockyards Bank. Visit the Stockyards Bank website at syb.com. Jack Pilgrim here with Larry Vaught, and now very happy to be. I mean, what an unbelievable treat this is! Derek Ramsey joining us, who may have the most unique career story of anybody I know. He talks about that in his new book. They call me Mr. Secretary. Derek, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Just an absolute privilege. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me, brother. Well, we had uh, Ray Davis on last hour to talk about his, you know, awesome life story, football journey, and and you know, right. kind of just getting to this point. Now we get to, uh, you know, hear from you, and you get to share about your story, uh, which includes, I mean, all American on the football field, a letterman in basketball, Kentucky, decade in the NFL, athletic director, Kentucky secretary, secretary of education, workforce development. Uh, you talk about all of uh, all of it and more in your new book. Just how fun was it to share some of these stories and kind of put it together? in you know in in text form well you know it, it, it it's been coming for a while you know and, I, and i've been, been thinking about what i was going to say and how i was going to say it and more importantly what's in once i had uh, kind of formalized my thoughts on this thing there were a lot of people i wanted to thank but in a but uh in particular i wanted to thank my parents uh, for raising me the way they did, uh, unapologetically. Uh, second, to realize that statistically what I was able to accomplish, not only on the football fields, but as an athletic director, as a deputy secretary, and then a secretary, uh, statistically those things were not supposed to happen. And the reason I say they weren't supposed to happen, my mom got pregnant at 15 years of age, and my blessing is that her and my dad got married at 16 and 18, and they were married for 56 years until my mother passed. But it was through those eyes uh, that I got to envision all the things that, that I could do and all the things I could be, because at our table, there was never a shortage of inspiration, but also expectation. And so I tell my story from a young age, growing up in Hastings, Florida, population of 650 people, all the way through, you know, and then going from there to Camden, New Jersey, uh, with my high school coach for a better opportunity, because we won all the time in Florida. As a matter of fact, 
We had won the state championship my freshman and sophomore year, 13-1 and my freshman year, and 14-0 and my sophomore year. But we only had one guy to get, quote-unquote, a big-time scholarship. And by going to New Jersey, it opened up a bigger, bigger, much broader pathway to uh, opportunities for me. Going from a town of 650 uh, people to a graduating class of over 650 people. So uh, quite a bit different and quite an incredible opportunity to be a doorway, if you would, uh, for me to get to, to, you know, to the University of Kentucky and then, of course, the National Football League and, and uh, my time as a deputy secretary and then athletic director and, and uh, of course, being secretary ultimately for labor and then workforce and education. Yeah, yeah, Derek, it's just amazing because I, I can remember when you and Art Steele arrived on campus all these years ago, but i got to admit, going back and reading the book, there, there's a lot of things I didn't know about you, or maybe I just had forgot for I've got so old now or something. I don't know, but the, but the book was an, intri- an intriguing read for, for several different things to me. One, about when you went to Camden, I just thought uh-huh. that Art Steele was already an established football star up there. And that he came to Lexington no. with you, and that you guys just knew. I didn't realize he didn't even play your first year up there. Oh uh, no, he he didn't. He played uh, my first year there. His that was his first year of playing our junior okay. high school. Art had been a basketball player prior to that only. And Camden's tradition with this great basketball, much like the two young men we have at uh, at UK now, Wagner and and uh, Bradshaw. Uh, they had this incredible tradition of great basketball there at Camden. And what was so interesting, Larry, much like it was with, with the U.K., uh, when I got to Camden, of course, my first year we were 2-8. and eight. And uh, the next year, but what was funny about that, I remember walking down the hall and uh, with 4,500 students at our school, these kids didn't know me. I was a new guy, just another tall guy walking around. I would hear these kids saying, man, they brought that big old quarterback up here, and we still sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of I chuckled under, under my breath and, and said, okay, we'll change that. Well, the next year we did. We undefeated the state champs. Uh, but we just had so much great talent. You know, in addition to Art, Larry, don't, don't forget about Dave Stevens' tough skin. He was part of the next class, and we thought three other guys were going to – two other guys were going to come with him. <laughs> that that, that just <laughs> cracks me up. We were still sorry. Uh, you don't want to share all your secrets, obviously. That you know, fa- fans need to you know get the book to read it. But it was such a uh, just historic career at Kentucky. You accomplished so much. I just you know, is there a story that you, you kind of want to tease or, or hint at that uh, fans well, are going to be exci- well, excited to read? Uh, yes, and uh, I, I think for starters, what, what I was trying to accomplish in this book are a couple of things. One, to thank my incredible parents for, for doing all they did for me and my siblings. Uh, second, I wanted people that came from humble beginnings, not only African-Americans, but African-American boys, white kids, uh, Hispanic kids, whomever. People are coming from humble beginnings that, that the sky's the limit, one. 
second, do not be afraid to dream. I've always had these big, big, lofty goals. You know, going from the time when I was walking around my little hometown, eight, nine years old, carrying my football under my arm, telling my pe- telling people there in my little town that I was going to play in the National Football League. And they go, oh, yeah, right, okay, son. They kind of rubbed me on the head and kind of pushed me on. And uh, so to be able to dream of that, then to be able to accomplish it. But one little nugget I want to give to to, to the listeners. Uh, My dad uh, delivered fuel in the the community. And so we could not start dinner until my dad was there at the table. And there was always a message that he left with us at every dinner uh, about his expectations. Uh, because in our home, the, the expectations were higher there than anywhere I played or, or teammates. We just had really, really, really high expectations. And so my dad, this particular time, I'm six, seven years of age, and my dad says, I don't want to hear any of you kids complaining about nothing. Your job is to get to the table. You get to the table where all the decisions are made, where the pie is cut up. He says, if not, when the scraps drop on the floor, don't complain. And so to that end, all my life, I have been trying to get to the table where decisions have made. And I have been fortunate enough in my career to be able to accomplish that. And so I just, that's just a message to people that start from humble beginnings that you too, and you are not limited because you're starting from a humble position uh, to be able to, to see and understand and know that you too can accomplish anything. Now, 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 Derek, I don't want to ruin the book or anything here. So, and, okay. and again, as I told you, a couple of things that stood out to me was, one, when people get to read about when you were a freshman at UK and a, and a big yeah. big star in the making, you got to pour concrete for your summer job. <laughs> it was a little bit different time. That, that also, we just had Ray Davis on here talking about the value of being a student athlete that maybe right. it took you a little while to learn the value of what the <laughs> student and the student athlete meant. I don't know if you'd want to share a little bit about that, just kind of for inspiration for some other, not without giving anything, what? everything away, but that was a really interesting little tidbit you had in there. With, uh, with feather like construction, that, that little tidbit, is, is that what yeah, you're talking also, about? Larry? And also about that GPA that maybe wasn't exactly what it should have been. Well, yeah, be, be, because, again, like I said, the expectations were higher in my home than anywhere, you know, at the school or in the community. My parents just expected us to be able to compete. And I think, Larry, part of that is is, is my dad was a star football player in our little town. My mother was noted as the best women basketball player ever in that little town. And so... The fact that this whole athletic thing, that had already been accomplished. So they weren't that excited about that. And so it was constantly talked about your grades and what the expectations were when it came to your grades and and how they want us to 
be perceived in our community. And so as a sophomore uh, at the University of Kentucky that year, uh, I became the starting quarterback, big man on campus, I thought. And so with that big man comes all these social responsibilities. And so uh, my first year there, I was over a 3.0 GPA. And then this uh, first semester of my sophomore year, once I become the starting quarterback, uh, I got a whopping 1.8 GPA. <laughs> and so my mother uh, called Coach Kersey and said, if this happens again, uh, he's coming home. And he said, well, Ms. Ramsey, he's fine. I mean, we're, we're going to work this out. No, you're not, you're not hearing me, Coach. If he does this again, he's coming back home. I did not send him up there to embarrass the family. And uh, never happened again, Larry. <laughs> never, never, never happened again. But, you know, again, it goes back to those, those dinners, you know, sitting around the table, you know, when my dad was telling us what we were going to do and what he was expecting of us to do and that there were going to be no – you know, complaints about what somebody else is doing and what they have and what we don't have. Didn't want to hear any of that. And so he just set a standard for us that he wanted us to live by. And I think we were fortunate enough to, to, to do so. Yeah. And Derek, I got to admit, you guys spoiled me because I was just starting my journalistic career at the time you got to Kentucky. <laughs> And so, you know, uh-huh. 1976, you go to the Peach Bowl. Yeah. That's pretty good. Right. 77, you win 10 games. Think, well, man, this is going to be fun covering Kentucky football. They're going to win 10 games and do all these kind of things. All these people told me they can't do And then, gosh, I have to wait 41 years for it to happen again. <laughs> did, 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 well, you, did you ever envision it would take that long for another 10-win season? Let me, let me tell you a story about that, all right? Uh in 1976, after we get our bowl bid and we find that we're going to end up being SC, tied for SEC champions, I get this call from Vito Babe Pirelli. And when Babe calls me, he says, Derek, this is Babe Pirelli. I hung up the phone. <laughs> and uh, I'm going, yeah, right. So he calls me back. He said, Derek, this is Babe Pirelli. And I said, yeah, I'm Santa Claus. I hung up the phone. (laughs) (laughs) He called me back for a third time. He said, Derek, please don't hang up. This is Babe Pirelli. I said, oh, Mr. Pirelli. I said, I'm sorry. I thought it was one of my friends, you know, one of my teammates playing a joke because they know how high esteem that I held him. And uh, he says, "Uh, well, I just want to uh, congratulate you and your team for going to a bowl, first time in 25 years, uh, becoming SEC champs, uh, first time in 25 years. He said, I just hope that it will not be another 25 years. Well, in three years, guys, it will be 50 years that that has occurred. Gosh. Wow. Yeah. 
and, and and for a team at Kentucky to go undefeated in the SEC, uh, that's going to stand for a while. Wow. That's going to stand. Yeah. 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 Longer that, than that, that I think. Uh, yeah, that's going to stand for a while. So, Larry, when when you talk about me me getting too high, uh, too too much on my high horse about my expectations for Kentucky football, is, is that where that comes from? <laughs> yeah, a, a, a little bit right there, and all. So, but but that's part of what's kind of so intriguing about the book. And I mean, I because I told you I could talk to Derek for three hours because I, Derek, I don't know. Is it fair to say also that that you and I think in art also, but basically you came to Kentucky. Because of basketball, because you were going to go to Michigan, they weren't going to let you play both sports. Kersey told that's you right. you'd play whatever you want if you came to Kentucky. He'd let you play baseball if you wanted. But that's what originally uh, got you down here was the fact you could play both sports. You thought, right? That, 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 that's exactly right, man. Uh, he told me if I kept my grades up, uh, he had no problem with me playing both football and basketball. And initially, Bo Schimbeckler had agreed to the same thing. And my reason for doing so, I thought that I would get an opportunity to be a professional athlete, but at that time, I just wasn't sure in which sport that that, that was going to occur. And so what I wanted to do was let my abilities play itself out, and then ra- ra- rather than having someone making a, a suggestion to me that you should play the basketball or football now. Heck, if I can do both, give me an opportunity to do so. Let me, let me, let me fail, and then I'll go on to to what I'm better at. There, there's kind of the a, a stigma, I guess. Well, pro football players always want to be pro basketball players. Pro basketball players always think that they could could have always done it. You're an exception to somebody who probably could have done both. Are there ever times that you kind of take a step back and go, "I know I was a you know ten year NFL player, but." Man, I, I, if I had gone all in on basketball, maybe I could have been a ten-year NBA. Do you ever have that kind of moment internally where you kind of wish you had gone well, the basketball path? I, 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 I don't have that moment, but I think if I could go back and redo this thing, uh, the only thing I would change is rather than going to the NFL, I'd go to Canada so that I could play quarterback. <laughs> that is my only regret uh, when it comes to to sport. I think you know. Playing for Joe B. Hall was an incredible opportunity, and playing with the great players, Goose and Roby and those guys, was an incredible experience. But nothing better than playing with my guys and accomplishing the things that we did here in Kentucky football. And and what's so interesting about that also is I, I remember when Art and I decided, okay, we're going to go to Kentucky. And all my friends are like, Kentucky, man, you got to be kidding me. That, that, that's, that's a basketball school. They're never going to win football. You know, the only problem, Larry, was that, uh, you know, I'd already won three state championships in football and one in basketball. So why would I ever think I wasn't going to win here in Kentucky? Yeah. Never crossed my mind. You know, and Coach Kersey had told our coach, who he had known for, for some time, Coach Henson, uh, that he had recruited the best class in America. And we were going to change things. And in that regard, he did not lie. Remember, we had 10 guys that were drafted in the NFL and CFL in my class. And that's not including Kobach, who came out the next year because he was injured. 
So we actually had 11 guys from that class. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And so when you have that kind of class, you're going to make things happen. You know, and I was blessed to, to have Coach Moss come in, or my career could have possibly been different. Uh, because at that point I was set to transfer out because I wasn't happy with how I was playing, the way I was playing. Uh, the system in which I was playing in, we're running the beer offense that I was just God awful at, <laughs> you know, because it happened too quick for me. It happened too fast for me. And, and so I was just not very good at it. And so I needed to be an offense where I could kind of spread my wings. And so, uh, I was fortunate enough to, to have Coach Moss come in and give me this opportunity. Uh, he believed in my abilities. As a matter of fact, he told me that he had had a guy very similar to me uh, at Minnesota by the name of Sandy Stevenson. And at that time, I, I knew who he was, and he was a big guy, about 6'4", and uh, could do all kinds of things with the ball. And, and so Coach Moss came in and allowed me the freedom to, to be able to do that. Take it a step further, Larry, I was probably one of the few quarterbacks at that time in college football that called the majority of their plays, which is something I did. And uh, they were sending in from the sideline, but I also had veto uh, capabilities as well. And uh, sometimes you may want to talk to Hopewell about that. He kind of teases me about that uh, when guys would come in from the from the sideline with a play. And uh, I was like, we're not going to do that. I mean, who sent that play in? <laughs> and he'd always get a kick because I would change it. And I said, guys, we got to make this work. So I had I had the, the latitude to do a lot of stuff that guys didn't. But my only regret is that I didn't go to Canada and, and I remember I would talk to Condridge Holloway, you know, about his experience up there. And he's like, big fellow, you come up here, you you could tear this league up. <laughs> and uh, so in retrospect, but two Super Bowls later, it worked itself out. <laughs> there, Derek, sure we're, com- we're coming up on our next break. We appreciate you coming on. Before we get you out of here, where can uh, fans buy your book? Uh, Amazon. You can find it there. And uh, – so far, uh, there's been a great reception. Uh, I've been more than pleased with that. And so just got to get the word out to the Big Blue Nation about my experience here at UK because there wouldn't be any success of Derek. I shouldn't say any success, but a large part of my success is because I came to this awesome institution and this awesome commonwealth. Well, an absolute honor and a privilege to have you on. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you again soon. Look forward to it. Thanks again, guys. Thank you. Let's go on, hit our next break. You're listening to Stockyards Bank Sunday morning sports talk on News Radio 630 WLAP. This is Stockyards Bank Sunday morning sports talk, presented by the Leach Report Radio Network on 630 WLAP. 
Welcome back. Stockyards Bank Sunday morning sports talk live from the iHeartRadio studios in downtown Lexington presented by Clark's Main Street Market. Return, refresh, and refuel at Clark's. This hour Sunday morning sports talk is presented by Country Boy Brewing. Give us a call 859-280-2287. Jack Pilgrim here in the studio with Bo Robinson, Larry Vaught on the phone line. Uh, Larry, I just, I mean, and I'm just speechless. What an unbelievable segment there with Derek Ramsey. I mean, back to back, I cannot believe that you were able to set those two up, and I'm eternally grateful that you you did so. But man, just two two awesome interviews. But uh, Derek, man, I could listen to him talk for hours and hours. Yeah, we could we could have Derek on. I think probably for a full hour segment, that might be a really nice thing to think about doing this this summer and all and all. I have to admit, this kind of I'll give Susan Lacks of UK. Uh, sports information, a lot of credit for Ray Davis. She sent out the release about him getting another honor, and I just kind of randomly reached out and said, hey, you think there's any chance he might want to be on, would, would consider joining us on Sunday morning sports talk? And she said, I'll ask him, but I bet he would. And it wasn't, you know, real quick after that that uh, she said he would, gave me the phone number. I reached out to him, and he said, yeah, he considered it an honor to get to do it. And, then, I mean, it's just just an incredible Young, young man to, to talk to and so happy he's going to play in the bowl game and hope he does great in his all-star game and hope somebody in the NFL gives him a chance and I think they will because of his versatility yeah and I'm glad he talked about that and just saying that he did some things this year that he didn't really realize he could do that that breakaway speed and some of the knocks that he had on his game leading up to this season he was kind of able to shut some of that noise out and you know as as we talked about throughout his season just the, the the vision and the patience and the poise and all of that stuff that you know the the elite running backs have in the NFL he showed a lot of that stuff I don't know about you, Larry, but I, I think he does have a. You know, I know you said that you 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 agreed, but I, I I don't know how an NFL team can't look at what Ray Davis does and say, you know, say that, that guy doesn't have a role in the NFL. I think there's a clear uh, spot for him. I'm obviously rooting for him. I know the the dozens upon dozens of mentions and texts and tweets that I've gotten about uh, his interview and just how impactful that was and how much people have been rooting for him and supporting him. I know they'll be following him in his NFL career as well, but. I, I believe in him. I think he's gonna. I think he has a very real shot of making it in the NFL, and uh, um, I, I'm excited. I will be a fan of whatever team Ray Davis plays for next season. I'm with you. And if you're a Kentucky fan, as you're as excited as what a lot of you're indicating to us that you are, go to Goose Twenty One Tees and look up those Ray Davis T-shirts and buy one. That'll give him a little bit of NIL money off that, and be a really good thing. I know we we both have one of his shirts. They're, they're pretty cool. I I wear it for every single Kentucky game, and people uh, people continue to ask me where where did you get that? I go well, Goose Twenty One Tees, of course. So I appreciate them for uh, you know g- giving me a, a layup there and, and throwing me the alley oop with it because it's uh, it is definitely uh, paid off. I've, I've had a lot of people uh, ask about it, and and while you're at it, go go get Derek Ramsey's book as well. That's just an absolute treasure. And uh, man, I just I, I the storytelling is just unbelievable. I I just I I have not gotten the chance to read it yet, and. and just talking to him, I'm. That's the first thing I'm going to do when I leave the studio. You know, I'm. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm really hurt that Anthony White is not with us this morning because this has been a legendary show, and it may be one of our all-time best. Just considering how good Ray Davis was and how good Derek Ramsey was on the air. And Jack, I told you a couple of breaks ago, which seems like 45 minutes ago, <laughs> it was. <laughs> I need Ray Davis and Derek Ramsey to call me in the mornings and give me a pep talk. 
<laughs> just because that's how good they were. Yeah, I, I, I mean, just it was story after story and, and just the inspiration. And, you know, you, you feel better about yourself talking to both of them. And, and, and Bo, if, if I'm not mistaken, you and Oscar Combs had a, a, a segment about Derek as well to share about, about that and just kind of uh, just in the, the storytelling there, too. A few years ago, Oscar and I launched an entire podcast series called Conversations with Oscar Combs. And we had a chance to sit down and talk to Secretary Derek Ramsey. And first of all, just being a huge UK fan, I was in complete awe that Derek Ramsey was sitting right next to me. And very inspirational. And obviously, you can tell that from what he just told us a little bit ago. And you're right. It was story after story. And I just thought it was just to go back and Larry, you touched on it about how good of a time period that was for Kentucky football and things were rolling and they beat Georgia on the road. They weren't messing around in October 1977, were they, Larry? No, they were not. They, it was incredible what the, the, the wins that they had and just made it look so easy and like I said they, they spoiled me because I thought that's how my whole sports writing career was going to be of Kentucky just going undefeated in the SEC winning championships winning 10 games I was a little young and naive I will admit but I just kind of thought that's what the norm was going to be I was only a year old and seven not even a year old in 77 so I would have never known anything about that unless Oscar had sat down with Derek Ramsey and told us here's how I ended up at Kentucky here's what happened September 17th when we played Baylor? And that was the only loss of that season that ruined the undefeated season. And then on the road at Penn State, I think Penn State was ranked number four, and they went up there yeah. and beat them. And then they just walloped, or to uh, take an Anthony White term, mollywopped <laughs> number 16 LSU, and then going down and playing Georgia. And it's just story after story. So with Oscar's podcast, you get a little bit more from Derek Ramsey about his career at Kentucky and just very insightful on, um, I think the world of Derek Ramsey would love to talk to him again about other things outside of football and more about his life and more about his career, but can't wait to read the book. So a great companion piece to his book is conversations with Oscar Combs. That's episode 86, oscarcombs.com for anybody that would like to listen to Oscar and Derek Ramsey. That's awesome. Larry, I, I think it's hilarious that he steps in uh, and, uh, you know, makes history so quickly at Kentucky and just like has this expectation of his head is, oh, well, I, 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 and as you said, like covering him at the start of your career, there's like a, a new expectation set of, oh, this stuff is easy. Kentucky football is just going to be, <laughs> you know, at, at the, the top of the game and top of the SEC forever. Uh, little did you know that it's going to be, there were going to be a lot of hard times uh, ahead for you in, in covering uh, Kentucky football over the years. So uh, I, I'm sorry that Derek kind of set set a, an, an unrealistic tone for you. And I, it, it, it was, I, I guess, me as I kind of spout off about Kentucky football and what the expectations should be and why we should – you know, continue to knock down doors and think about Atlanta and SEC championships and stuff. And, you know, it does kind of knock you down a peg where you have an all-time great tell you, well, I kind of thought the same thing, and then reality struck after I left, and we kind of got to see what the actual product is. So um, I, I couldn't imagine covering that and being a, a part of that for, for so long like you did, Larry. Yeah, consider, Jack, my first couple of years covering U.K., 1975, the basketball team went to the Final Four. 76, the football team went to the Peach Bowl. The uh, 
basketball team. That's the only one that uh, NIT won it, Bo. Yeah, 76. They got players hurt, so they had. I'm sorry. Seven. Which one was it again, Larry? I, I kind of missed you there. Uh, 76 only won the NIT because Roby got hurt. Yes. And then 77, the football team went undefeated in the SEC, won 10 games. Uh, the basketball team went to the Elite uh, 8 and lost a four corners game with Dean Smith. And then 78, the basketball team won the national championship. I just kind of thought that's how it's going to be every year. <laughs> just doing those kind of things every year. I mean, what any reason to think that? So then there was a few years a little different after that. So Larry, how do you, how do you uh, tell Derek Ramsey? I blame you for all this. Just having high expectations. Well, well, the good thing Derek will say that's why he's glad he did. That's why he because he thought, sure. he said that he thought it's going to be the same way too. And like I said, that's why sometimes now when I catch myself saying I think Kentucky only win eight games, or and I think wow, think of all the years back through there that I thought man, if Kentucky could win seven games, it'd be a miracle. And also, it's just kind of funny how things have changed. But and, and again, when, when you think back about Derek Ramsey and Art Steele. They wouldn't have been in Kentucky if Joe Hall or Fran Kersey had told them they could play both sports and that Joe Hall let them try it anyway. <laughs> I guess my my comparison is I, I growing up in the Cal era and the ridiculous start that he had, I started, I believe, started with at KSR 2016. So that was the Malik Monk Deer and Fox year. Um, and you know, t- two years after that was the, the uh, Josh Allen, Benny Snell year in 2018. So I ha- had seen kind of the peak of both in, in thinking, wow, man, this stuff is easy. Uh, and then realizing that, you know, I still doing this job, driving all these games, flying all these games still have not seen a final four. I, I haven't been, I haven't seen it been out of the opening weekend of the NCAA tournament yet doing this job. So, uh, it, it's the, it, I, I, I need it. I need it. I, this, the, if you, if it sounds like I get carried away with basketball at times, it, it might be like wishful thinking because I'm like, goodness gracious. I'm just so tired of going home after the first weekend of an NCAA tournament event. Like I just, yeah. I, 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 I just want to be at the next, the next weekend. So, um, t- keep that in mind next time, Larry. <laughs> we got to hit our next break. We, we kind of got a little wonky there with uh, the Derek Ramsey interview going long and, and the, the long midsection break. So this will be our last break of the show. And we back to back to wrap up right after this. You're listening to Stockyards Bank Sunday morning sports talk on News Radio 630 WLAP. This is the home of the Wildcats. 630 WLAP. Welcome back. Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk live from the iHeartRadio studios presented by Clark's Main Street Market. Return, refresh, and refuel at Clark's. Your trusted partner since 1904 is Stockyards Bank. Visit the Stockyards Bank website at syb.com. Let's go to the phone lines real quickly to Alvin. Alvin, I appreciate you hanging on with us. Uh, um, We want to get you in before the show ends. I appreciate it. Uh, One high school stands out as being able, a product, of some of the greats that went to UK and Larry Vaught would know some of these guys. Uh, Bryan Station High School had uh, Frank LeMaster that went there. Uh, the great Damani Dawson, who is held as probably the greatest NFL center ever. Uh, Mark Logan and Cornell Burbage. And then uh, in basketball, we had the great uh, Jack Goose Givens, who went to Bryan Station. A lot Melvin Taper made the roster at UK from uh, Brian Station, 
and along with uh, Leroy Baby Magic Bird. Uh, so that high school has been instrumental in sending great athletes to the University of Kentucky. And I just wanted to make mention of that, uh, that, that we always talk about there's not been no high schools in the city or abroad to where we have groomed talent, but that particular high school did. Absolutely. Appreciate the call, Alvin. Um, I, I liked uh, Derek throwing that in there about Camden and his his history there and, you know, sliding in that he is, you know, keeping a close eye on Aaron Bradshaw and, and DJ Wagner, too. You know, the you know, he talked about how it's all about basketball and the basketball tradition at Camden. But, you know, throwing in there as well that, you know, foot, he, he's one of the fo- football greats at a what they call basketball school up, up at Camden as well, Larry. Pretty pretty observant about everything that goes on. Like say, you, I, I don't know how much you had a chance to get to know him, but he's one of the terrific, terrific guys to be around. And I think if anybody takes the time to re- read the book, I think you will see some terrific stories and up and downs in his life that he's very honest about. But uh, but the common Mr. Secretary, like I said, I thought, I thought I knew and remember a lot about Derek, but I found out a lot of different things about him. And there, the, the stories he tells about his parents are really, really cool. And some of the stories at UK and then Afterlife and the business world and the political world, it's just amazing what all this young man has accomplished. And there was a time or two he was in the coach's doghouse and the media's <laughs> doghouse. He didn't always react great to some things that were written when he was at Kentucky and all, but he's very honest about those two. So it's a really, really enjoyable read. Hey, if, um, if I can jump in on this real quick, Larry, I'm sure you got it. Um, Right before football season started, Jack, you probably got an email from Corey Price about ranking the all-time UK players at Commonwealth Stadium. How hard was it when you got, I don't know, three, four, five in the quarterback section that, okay, wait a minute, where do I put Derek Ramsey at? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I'll I tell you where I put him. I put him number uh, I put him number two right behind Tim Couch, and I debated whether to put him number one because of the 10-win season. Yeah, I mean, I, I had the same problem, too, where I'm putting Lorenzen down, I'm putting Couch, and then I f- put a few down, and then my final, I was like, no, wait a minute. Derek Ramsey's a whole lot better than what I'm giving him credit for. And then I had to go back and read up a little bit more. So <laughs> I won't reveal it, but uh, I made some adjustments. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's why when people say, when they ask me about the best football team, you know, when they talk about the 2018 team, I said, there's nobody better than that 1977 team because they were loaded with NFL talent. They had studs at every position on that team. And as he said, they had actually 11 guys out of his recruiting class that ended up playing professional football. Wow. that Yeah, that, that is just ridiculous. And I know – you know, Mark Stoops is trying to build a a team of that caliber. We've we've come close. I think 2018 is probably the closest we've come. But uh, with the number of high level transfers on campus right now, and you know, loading up with with Brock Vandegrift and different guys, we'll see what happens. Plenty in store coming up with Kentucky football recruiting. Uh, it's bu- building a really strong roster after uh, an inconsistent year. Time to rebuild and get back out there. We'll see how close they can come, but. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think that 1977 is going to hold, uh, you know, hold hold the records and, and accolades that it, it's held for this long, uh, for the for the long run. I, I don't know when the next time I'll be able to see it with my own two eyes, but 
Well, we'll see. It's a great show, man. Thank you so much for Ray Davis. Thank you so much for Derek Ramsey to come on. If you missed it, go back, listen to it on podcast. An absolute blast talking to both of them. Great show. We'll be back next Sunday for the Jam Pack. Sunday morning sports talk on News Radio 630 WLAP. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.